Have you ever dreamed of what life would be like if you were financially free? Yeah, me too. Which is why despite having three children under the age of four and working full time, I decided to start an online business. However, I was not prepared for the chaos starting a business would wreak on my life. I lost sight of the things that were most important to me. The result? I was stressed, overwhelmed, and exhausted with nothing to show for it. I was ready to call it quits. When I realized something, when I keep the most important things in my life stable, that is when I thrive. Now I'm on a mission to inspire other amazing women to do the same. But the real question is, how do we do it? Join me on my journey as I build my financially freeing business using today's top marketing strategies while keeping stability in my home, family, and mind. My name is Johanna Buss, and this is the Stable Mama Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Stable Mama. We are again joined by Jessica Halverson. If you didn't catch her episode on our launch date, you should definitely check it out. She dropped some value bombs about keeping stability in her family as she is growing her business. And yeah, you're going to see some more of that in this episode. So again, we'd like to welcome Jessica. Jessica, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you back. It's so good to be back. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, let's get started. Can you tell me a little bit about your, your business? Sure. Uh, I started out in the online world um, by being a virtual assistant. I learned a little bit about it, thought it was interesting, and I joined an agency. And then I branched out from the agency. I didn't really like how they treated their employees or their clients. So I branched out on my own and started my own business. And I've been doing that for let's see, almost five years now. So that's been really exciting. And then just, just this past year, probably actually just within the past couple of months, I decided that it wasn't, I felt like I could be doing more and needed to be doing more. And I always wanted to pursue things as far as my mom blog that I have, but I didn't want to just do the blogging thing for money because it's really hard to monetize a blog. And so since I was already busy, I was like, eh, got to figure something else out. So I decided to launch the membership for moms. I don't know if you watch Call the Midwife or not, but that's one of my favorite shows. And it's basically set in like the 50s and 60s and things in shows you how how much of a community they were back then when they relied on midwives as, you know, pregnant or as family units. And just seeing that community I was like, wow, I'm really inspired by that. I feel like that's what we're missing in this day and age. We're so dead set on being independent and being by ourselves and being our own family. And, and it really does take a village. And I feel like we've really lost that along the way, especially over here in the United States. It's just something that I feel like, you know, we have our friends, but we don't really have necessarily that connection with everybody that they used to then where you can really just go to your neighbor's house and, and be like, hey, this is what I need. And people will come together and flock together to do that. I think it's starting to come back, but we're still missing a lot of that. So that's what I wanted to bring with this community and this group and the Mom Elevated Society is not only have that connection in that community, but also bring in the experts for that educational piece so that without feeling like you're stupid or like you're missing something or that you don't know something in motherhood, that you can come to this group, you can get all of that knowledge and that education, and you can base your parenting on all of that and make educated decisions in your parenting and feel more confident in your role as a parent. So 
I felt like it fit very nicely with my mom elevated branding. <laughs> it does. No, I love that. I love that idea of community. And I agree with you 100%. Sometimes it's just a lonely job being a mother and a, a business owner. And I love that sense of community that you're trying to build. I also, I loved your intro. You have a full house, three children, two dogs, two cats. How do you do it all? Uh, day by day, day by day. <laughs> uh, some days are good. Some days are a little rougher, um, but we always, one thing I, I really love to do when we are having rough days is kind of a reset. I will look at my kids and I'll be like, all right, didn't start off the greatest, but you know what? We're just going to hit the reset button. We're going to try again. It's like, I love you guys and you love me and we're just not meshing well right now. So we're just going to take a break for a minute and we are going to try again in a few minutes and we're going to see if we can turn this around. So we do that sometimes throughout the day just because, I mean, everybody's emotions can sometimes get the best of them, including myself. And I am not above apologizing to my children. If if I make a mistake or if I, you know, lose my cool and I feel like I probably shouldn't have, I will go back to them and be like, sorry, sorry, I was a little overloaded. I overreacted. I apologize. Um, and we talk about it. We go over, you know, what we could have done differently on both sides to make that a different outcome. And, and we move on from there. We move forward because you don't want to just sit in that anger or that upset and let it derail your entire day. So yeah, we try to focus on the positive and turn it around. My goodness. I love that. And I'm definitely going to have to try that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's, it's great when it does work. <laughs> so tell me more about your children. How old were they when you started this business? Oh, gosh. Okay. So I have a nine-year-old boy right now, currently a five-year-old girl. She just had her birthday on the 12th, so she's very excited. And then I have one that will be two in April. So when I started, gosh, that was six, six years ago, it was right when I was pregnant with my daughter. I was just getting married to my husband. I was a single mom for two years before I met him. So my son was, what, six, three. He was three when I started uh, the business. And so it was, yeah, quite a road. Wow. <laughs> Let's dig into that a little bit. Uh, a lot of our listeners, that's exactly where they are. They're, they're just in the beginning. They're starting out. They're feeling the frustration and the stress of just managing everything. What made you decide to, to start a business at that time? Um, I actually, so when I'm, when I met my husband, I worked at an OBGYN clinic as a receptionist and administrative assistant. So when I left that, I was like, oh geez, okay. Plus I had been working for two years on my own, working up to where I was at in that position. So I felt like I was leaving all of that. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can just go to be a stay-at-home mom, which so proud of people who can be stay-at-home moms and can do that full-time. I tried it for a little while and it's just, I just cannot, I can't. I needed something for me that felt like I was contributing and having been a single mom for that long, I just felt like I needed something for me beyond just being a mommy, which is funny because when I was a, a kid, that's all I wanted to be was a stay-at-home mom. So I was like, well, I could have been, and I chose not to be. But my husband worked shift work at the time, so he worked nights and days, and it was all chaotic. So I couldn't just have a regular job because I wasn't going to uproot my son and have him just be – it was it was a lot of adjustment for him as a two-year-old. And I went through five babysitters in a month and a half. 
Yeah, it was a lot and it was crazy. And I was like, I can't do that to my son. He's already been through so much. So we're done with that and I will figure something out. So I have a music degree and I did piano and voice lessons out of the house for a little while, which I enjoyed and I loved it. And it was, I went from having no students to 20 students pretty much overnight, like in a month or so. And it was fantastic and I loved it. But with the shift work, when you have somebody, you know, banging on the keys or singing uh, when you're trying to sleep, it doesn't really, it's not really conducive for that. So we had to scrap that. And I was like, okay, well, I'm still going to do something from home. I'm going to work from home. I'm not going to leave my son. We're not going to go that route. So that's when I did some research and I found a company and I found virtual assisting. And I was like, what is this? This is so interesting. I mean, I was an administrative assistant, so I imagine I could do this, right? Yeah. And it's funny, when I first got into it, one of my biggest influencers was one of my, I guess one of my mentors was, she she was like, I don't know if you can do this. I don't think you're cut out for this. I don't think it's going to be great. And I stuck with it. I proved to her that I could do it. And she was like, you know, I, I don't even remember saying that. Like, I still talk to her now. And she's like, I don't remember saying that, but you're an awesome VA. So, I mean, it, I don't know if it lit a fire under you or what, but you, you did it and you're great. So. <laughs> that is awesome. It's so difficult, especially when people don't believe in us. It's really hard to believe in ourselves. So I love that you were just able to overcome that and thrive. I find it kind of like a challenge when people tell me that I can't do something. I'm like, mm. if somebody's like, that's not in your wheelhouse. I'm like, well, it's going to be. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> we seem to have a lot in common. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. But, That's yeah. amazing. Well, can you tell me about some of like the biggest challenges you had to overcome as you started up your business and like finding traction or anything like that? I think the biggest thing I struggled with was the guilt because it does take a lot of time initially to get everything set up, to get things rolling, to get the hang of it, to get a schedule down, which was part of why I liked the idea of virtual assisting because it is so flexible, but you still have to work. You still have to find that time to work and you still have to sacrifice certain things here and there. I did love that I could go and be at my son's school or go do the activities during the day or after school and still come home and get that work in and be able to bring in that income um, around all of that. Um, but I think that was probably the most difficult thing is you have to have that determination. You have to have that fire. You have to have that willingness to push past, you know, oh, I'm tired. I'm just going to go to bed. No, you have a deadline and you have to get that done. So sometimes I would be up till one o'clock in the morning while everybody's sleeping, finishing something, and then still have to get up with the kids in the morning. You just have to decide what's worth it for you. Some people can manage their schedule better than that and not have to worry about it. But there are some times that those last minute deadlines come up and you're going to have to decide whether you're taking that work or whether you're being like, I can't do that. But also figuring out when to say no. It is okay to say no. It is okay not to have all of that income. And it is okay to be like, I'm not going to be able to meet that deadline. I can get it to you by next week. And if, you, if that's not okay, a lot of times they'll be like, well, do you know somebody who can complete it? And that's okay to, to be like, yes, I do. I can give you the name of somebody who I trust that you can trust to get this done because that's not going to mean that they're not going to work with you later. It just means that they appreciate the fact that you know your limit. So figuring out that balance was interesting. <laughs>
Yeah, I think you touched on a huge point right there. Like knowing your limits, knowing your boundaries, keeping that motivation. And I love how you talk about saying no and just being okay with the fact that the answer is no. I know I struggle with that personally, and I can only imagine a lot of our listeners do as well. You just want to be that overachiever all the time. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think as a mother, especially, I know that women everywhere are like that, but I know especially as a mother, you have that like, oh, I want to take care of you. I want to be able to do that. Yes, I can do that. Yes, I'll take that off your plate. But then you're feeling like, holy crap, I just took all of this on and I have to get all of that done. How am I going to do that? Who's going to take care of me? Yeah, you are. So you need to set those boundaries. (laughs) Oh, yes. This is ringing so true at this particular time. (laughs) Right? And it's, it's so hard. It's such a hard mentality to kind of break out of and to keep some of it so that you're still that caretaker, but still also be that businesswoman and be like, "Mm, all right. Great. You were just making some great points. I am really loving this interview. I guess some of the other things I want to dive into is, do you keep your kids involved in your business or is it more of uh, two separate entities or how, how do you work that? Oh, no, I definitely keep them interested um, and in, involved. So my son, especially, he's nine. He wants to be a YouTuber. Every kid does, right? But he is dead set on it. So I even made him take a course like Yep. I was like, well, you can prove to me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That backfired on me because then he had my computer for days listening (laughs) to all of this information about YouTubers and what you need to do to set it up. And so he is all over it, which is fine as long as he loves it. So I do, I will let them come over and tell me like, if I'm working on a client's project, I'm like, which color do you like better? Which one do you like? Which do you like this simple one or do you like this one? If I'm doing like my social media graphics, I'll let them look at them and tell me what they like or if I need to leave some things off or which pictures they prefer. They helped me with my logo to let me know which one they liked better. So yeah, I let them definitely weigh in on it. And I mean, if I don't agree with them, I'm not necessarily going to go with what they what they choose, but they definitely have some weight in that. And they have great eyes. I mean, they, kids are honest. They are going to tell you what they like, what they don't like, what looks good and what doesn't look good. So it's kind of fun sometimes to to let them be involved in that kind of thing. And I think my son is starting to get old enough that he understands some aspect of like the social media scheduling and, you know, writing that content and things like that. So even the blog, I can tell him, well, what topic do you think I should talk about? So um, that's really fun. Very cool. I love that they're a part of your business, even in those small little decisions and just feel a part of it. I think that's great that you combine those two huge aspects of your life. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think most of my clients even have met my kids. So they have, uh, yeah, they'll be able to say hi to them and, and chit chat. I mean, I, I got most of them when my daughter was just born. So I feel like it's almost like an extension of my family anymore. <laughs> That's great. That's that's good to hear that you have that close connection with the people you work with. I guess the last thing I really want to talk about is you have this amazing career now and you have found your balance with your kids. Looking back, do you have any tips or tricks for those moms just starting out who are just like I said they're they're struggling a little bit? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is I know that they're probably consuming so much information on how to manage their schedule and what they should be doing and what, what works and what doesn't. And 
my biggest thing is to find what works for you. I sometimes use a planner and sometimes I don't have the time to use my planner. Um, let's be honest. So I do have a calendar and sometimes I'll use that. I have been starting to use my Google calendar a little bit more just because it's digital and I can go in and do it automatically. So that helps. But I, I am a big fan of my OneNote. It's like my, that's where I keep the hub of my information and what I'm doing and what I need to be doing. And just, just making sure that what you do works for you because just, you know, just because Susie does something doesn't mean that I'm going to like doing it that way or that I'm going to find it conducive to my family doing it that way. So I think just trialing and erroring some of those techniques and seeing what works for you and what doesn't is going to be the best bet for juggling all the things because let's let's be honest it's there's never an actual balance it's more or less just moving where your chaos is at the time so i mean people call it a balance but i feel like it's more finding your center and finding where you're okay with being and how you're okay with doing your schedule if you need a clean house then clean your house. Make sure you have set aside that time to clean your house before you do anything else. If, if you're okay not doing that, like me, if you're okay waiting and putting it off till the end of the day and picking up at the end of the day, then that's okay too. Just make sure that your blocks of time or your schedule, because not blo- blocks of time don't always work either. I tr- I've tried that myself. And sometimes it just isn't, I don't find a flow as nicely if I do blocks of time as opposed to just doing what I feel like I need to do next. But I do have a checklist and I do know what I need to get done that day. And then I have, so with my checklist, I write down at the top, I write down what I have to get done for the day. And then I write down what I want to get done for the day. That way I know that if I don't get the wants done, I can move them to the next day or to another day. And it's okay. But as long as I get the top portion done, I feel accomplished. I feel like I've rocked that day and I feel good. So that way you also give yourself some flexibility to work with. That helps. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. You have given so much wonderful, valuable insights. And I just really appreciate you being willing to tell us your story. Absolutely. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so honored to be a part of it. And thank you so much. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day. Check her out on Facebook. Again, it's Mom Elevated, M-O-M-E-L-E-V-A-T-E-D. Yes. To find out more about this amazing woman. Again, thank you so much, Jessica. It was really a pleasure having you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you liked today's episode, could you please take a minute to rate and review my show? It would mean the world to me. Also, let me know if you have any questions or if there's something in particular that you are struggling with so that we can cover it in future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Remember, progress is being just 1% better today than you were yesterday. You got this, mama. See you on the next episode.